0: Welcome, guys, to the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast. This is the first podcast of many more, hopefully. We are planning on releasing these on a weekly basis. haven't quite decided a day yet, but hopefully that'll be ironed out in the next week. But without further ado, I'm your host, Kodiak Bay, and I'm here with Alicia Wineland. Hi, guys. And we're going to be hosting this podcast. So, as I said in the beginning of this, this is going to be our intro, our first podcast, so we're not going to really release any information or helpful items too much on this. We're just going to do a little bit of background so you guys can get to know us before we start producing information. Um, Yeah, so let's start off with the background.
1: All right. Um... So, we should probably talk about where we've traveled first. Okay. Um, I, I think the first place I went out of the United States was Mexico when I was a kid with my family. And then I traveled uh, with a group to Italy and Greece in high school. And then last summer, I traveled to Thailand for a month. And I think that's all the international travel experience I have. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, as far as international travel experience, I haven't been too many places. I went to Mexico when I was 12, I believe. And other than that, I really haven't been out of the States, but I have traveled quite a bit within the States. I've been to many of the continental U.S. and then I've also been to Hawaii and that was quite a bit of fun as well. So as far as traveling goes, we're both, our skills are varied with that because she is such an international traveler and I'm, I'm not yet anyways. I
1: wouldn't call myself an international traveler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you've definitely been more places around than I have. I guess so. Another thing we're planning on doing within this podcast is releasing information for you guys To help you with relationships. Um, We've been together quite a while and we have a lot smoother relationship I'd say than a lot of people especially our age and we're you know in our early 20s.
1: Yeah plus I think that uh, relationships can get pretty messy if you're um, traveling around especially on road trips together and so uh, I think we'll have a couple tips about stuff like that as well
0: yeah Yeah, recently we took a road trip out to the west coast and we're currently in colorado so it was about a 18 20 hour drive and we split it up into multiple days and we spent a lot of time on the road and you know in the car and so far it seemed like the car travel is one of the best ways in my opinion at least to get around the u.s because you have kind of a home base but um and that, that trip was actually really fun. We went all the way out to the west coast and saw family and then went up the west coast on Highway 1 for a little while up until San Francisco. And from there, we ended up going back out. And then we made the drive straight back because sadly I had to come back to work. But...
1: Yeah. I don't know if you're traveling from, like, California to New York, you might want to fly, but uh, if you're somewhere that you middle of the United States, it's probably cheaper to drive at this point. Yeah. And fly.
0: And the flight's gnarly. I mean, you flew over the ocean, so I can't really complain with, like, what, it was a seven-hour flight from Denver to New York?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Those those flights are... After you travel across the sea, like, all day, it's like a 24-hour flight, you're like, I... Don't want to sit on a plane ever again in my entire life, but, yeah. Traveling within the United States is not as hard. Except when you're sitting next to somebody who has something on their jacket. It makes me sneeze <laughs> the whole freaking plane ride.
0: Yep. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a funny story with that. She, she was coming back from, uh, what, Thailand?
1: Yeah, I landed in New York, and... My flight from New York to Denver, I was sitting next to a guy who had a cat or something that I was like highly allergic to. And so by the time I landed, after a 24 hour flight, all the way back to New York, and then I'm all like puffy and red eyed and like sneezing, and it was horrible.
0: Yeah, so I pick her up at the airport and she walks over and <laughs> and she asked me before she landed, like, "Hey, will you bring some Benadryl?" I was like, "Okay, yeah." So I, you know, grabbed a bottle of Benadryl and drove down to DIA, and we get out to the truck and she's like, "Where's the Benadryl?" Grab the Benadryl and she just like take looks at it and is like, "One tablespoon." Okay, we don't have we don't have a spoon, so she takes a gulp of it and then just passes out.
1: It. <laughs> it was probably three times the recommended dose. At the time, it seemed like a reasonable amount of Benadryl, but uh, it definitely wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, let's let's compare horror stories. What's your biggest horror story, other than the Benadryl one, <laughs> that you've had in travels?
1: Uh, traveling. Traveling. Why don't you go first, because right. I have to think about this.
0: My mine's not really travel related, but I think the worst I've ever, it's ever been traveling for me is I ended up, uh, when we went down to Mexico, I, I really enjoy body surfing. And we went down and body surfed and it was, what what's the classification of black diamond or something like that for the waves are really, really strong in this area. And, you know, I've done it before. So I was like, oh yeah, let's go out. So me and my uncle were, were body surfing, and I ended up going over the falls. So when, when you start body surfing and you're riding the wave, <clears throat> if the wave hasn't crashed yet but you've already caught it and you go straight down the wave, that's called going over the falls. And when you go over the falls like that, you usually get caught in the turbulence of the water. And all I remember was going through the washing machine, not really knowing which way's up, and then all of a sudden smashing my chin in the sand and having my feet hit the ground you know in front of me and that just man rung my bell luckily i didn't you know take a breath of air because that's all you really want to do when you're underwater and just getting the crap kicked out of you and i remember getting up and walking to the shore and sitting down and my back was hurting so bad and that that was one of the worst times i've had just because the rest of the trip i was hurting so
1: oh that sucks. yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that was one of, the, and all my uncle had to say was, "You went through the washing machine, like no help <laughs> whatsoever." Wow. He was just like completely was like, yeah, that's what happens." Then I nice. told him what happened, and he was like, "Oh, well, I guess that yeah, that sucks." Then I got a little sympathy. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, I have two because I can't decide. Oh, which one's worse? But during my trip to Italy and Greece, uh, we were just on the road all the time, because we were only there for six days, I think, seven days. No, we left, it was eight days, and uh, it was like, we were traveling from the top of Italy all the way to Greece, and we took a ferry across the little channel between the two of them, and I just remember that, like, every single time we got on, like, our little bus thing, it everybody just like was so tired all the time because it was we would end our days at like 11 o'clock and we would get back up the next morning at like five o'clock it was like you were constantly going and it didn't feel like a vacation it just felt like you were trying to cram in all the sightseeing into you know one trip and it was exhausting
0: yeah i've heard a lot of stories of of horror ferry rides and horror bus rides where people are just straight out exhausted past the point of being able to, like, maintain, you know, sanity. Yeah. Sounds like that's a common, or at least a relatively common occurrence.
1: Yeah. The, the ferry itself was actually, it kind of sucked because it was, it was early spring, and so it was really, really cold still on the sea in the Mediterranean, and... There was like nothing to do on the cruise ship, (laughs) cause like the pool on top of the deck and like the hot tub and stuff, they like closed down for the winter, and so we literally just sat on the boat for like two days, a day and a half actually, and there was nothing to do. It sucked.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I can imagine. That doesn't. That definitely doesn't sound like an too much of an enjoyable time. Did you meet any fun people, though, at least?
1: Yeah, there was actually another group of people who were on a similar, like, school trip kind of thing, and they took the same ferry, so it was, like, double the amount of people that were our age group, I guess, but um, the second worst experience ever was... In Thailand I didn't realize that I was allergic to corn stalks (laughs) and I was cutting corn stalks because I was uh, volunteering at the elephant nature park uh, in Chiang Mai Thailand and so I kept cutting the corn stalks and then I couldn't breathe and I was like, oh, no, it's it's not a big deal. And then I did it the next week, like the next time I had that chore. And I had to use somebody else's inhaler. And I was like, hives all over me. And then I got back and the doctor guy was like, uh, yeah, you have, you're you allergic to corn stalks. And I slept for like a whole day straight and they couldn't wake me up. It was It was horrible. It was the worst.
0: Another allergic reaction, Benadryl syndrome. I know.
1: <laughs> I have the worst time with allergies when traveling. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> How are you with motion sickness? Have you ever needed to take like uh, what's that stuff called, uh, Zofran? Or
1: no, I don't know. I don't get motion sickness. Hmm.
0: But you, you're severely allergic. I'm to...
1: severely allergic <laughs> to everything. It's oh, fine. Oh
0: man! What if he had corn stalks on his jacket?
1: I bet he did. <laughs> I bet it. That's exactly. He didn't have a cat. What? Or he, junipers. He had uh, corn stalks. Yeah, I'm allergic to juniper too. Great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think my since my last story wasn't necessarily a travel related story. It was just something happened. You know, while we were traveling, uh, I'll share one that was was while we were traveling. We were coming back from. Or actually, no, we were we were going to camp in Wyoming, and I was going to do some work up there for a lot of the locals and like a basement remodel and whatnot and we're driving in at like midnight because I got off of one job and I left and went you know left straight away to go work this other job and it was like what one or two o'clock by the time we got there so it was probably about midnight when this happened and we're in my little it's a little Saturn SL1 it was a 95 so it's a small car and now that i know the safety rating which was non-existent on this car (laughs) makes this story so much more terrifying we're coming in and it's dirt roads and i grew up on dirt roads so i probably was going a little too fast (laughs) so we come up and i know this road you know fairly well because we camp here multiple times throughout the summer and we come up over this hill and usually you can see headlights because it's dark out, so it's not very difficult to know when a car's coming. So, you know, it kind of cues you, and it's like, oh, hey, I need to get more in my lane, because dirt roads, you generally drive closer to the middle than to the sides. And we come up over this hill, and all of a sudden, just bright lights of this F-350, which is a big truck. And I'm freaking out. My buddy in the passenger seat's freaking out. We're probably, and the truck was hauling. I mean, that thing had to at least be doing seventy. So I swerve over. The truck swerves off into the ditch. At which point, I'm drifting completely sideways, looking at this guy through my windshield, and he's pulling a horse trailer. The guy was doing like seventy, pulling a horse trailer on, on a, dirt roads. On a dirt road. Yeah. I don't know if there were horses in it or not, but that's that seems a little.
1: I hope there wasn't. Yeah. Like a brutal. horse falls over in the trailer. No,
0: that's brutal. But I mean, I guess the horses are more impacted by the acceleration not necessarily the top speed i don't know but anyways <laughs> we're sliding the the back end of my car is taking out sagebrush you know and i'm looking at this guy through my windshield thinking wow i'm so happy i missed this and you honestly probably could have drove a semi in between us like he was in the ditch i was in the ditch you, there was probably miles in between us but at the time it felt like we barely missed him probably because we barely did
1: it's <laughs>
0: So we end up getting straightened out, and going. Needless to say, we slowed down a little bit more. <laughs> but that had to have been the scariest, most horrific time traveling we've had, or I've had. I was with a buddy, and we ended up showing up and working for, man, that was a long haul. Easily, we probably worked 20 hours in two or, in two or three days.
1: That's like life or death. <laughs> My stories were like, I guess one of them. Never <laughs> mind. I yep. was gonna say mine is just being exhausted. I was just being a baby about
0: it. It's fine. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that was scary. I and then I had a I had a parts car for that car, so later on, <laughs> I ended up selling that parts car to a buddy who just hauled it off to the dump. And I was like, hey, you know, can I take a sledgehammer to it? Took a sledgehammer to it, and the doors were plastic. The sledgehammer, when one blow went through the windshield, like it was terrifying. I realized that that car was like death on wheels so I sold my car. <laughs> Got a new one. Yeah, that was, that was terrifying, destroying that car looking how easily it was destroyed.
1: Okay. So I think that um, the next thing we should talk about is um, where we want to go and future trips that we plan on taking.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: So, um, I know that I want to go to all the continents, um, and every state in the United States.
0: And so far you're doing pretty good with those?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't gone to South America, Africa, Australia, or Antarctica.
0: Mm. Surprised that Antarctica's on your list. Well, I guess you technically have to cross off every one of them.
1: (laughs) I know. uh don't know it's going to be cold and i know that penguins smell really bad but um yeah i mean it's it's one of the continents you have to go especially <laughs> before it melts away into the ocean which
0: well there's cool. land underneath it yeah i
1: know but it's not going to be that big yeah true like it's not going to be that close to south america it's going to cost more money yeah to travel <laughs> cuz
0: it's going to be farther <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Uh, I think that as far as my wants go is I want to go through and I want to camp in a lot of the different ecosystems. Not all of them, because Lord knows how many types of ecosystems are around.
1: Yeah, that definitely depends on your definition of uh, ecosystem.
0: Yeah. I mean, what a Mongolian writer might call an ecosystem, you know, different on every step. Like they might say, and by step I mean like a, a, like a landform, like a plateau. Yeah,
1: a like plateau.
0: Not like every single footstep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I, w- I want to go around and I want to camp in in a lot of them. So I'm not really, I'm not really too keen on doing a lot of the city stuff. But I'm definitely interested in it.
1: Cities are expensive.
0: So. Yeah. I read somewhere that the slower you travel, the cost of your accommodations go down. So, like, the longer it takes you to go from point A to point B, per se, it costs less.
1: Well, I mean, you can rent out a place for, like, a whole month, then, and, uh, compared to, like, a week at a hotel, which is going to be super expensive compared well, I mean, it's probably going to be the same price as if you stayed there for the whole month. Yeah. Or less, even. Depending on
0: the hotel you're staying at. Yeah. Southeast Asia. (laughs)
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: But I think what that article mainly was referring to more so was, like, crossing continents on foot or, like, on a bike compared to a motorcycle or on a car or on a plane. So the slower you traveled, so going from a bicycle to walking, you don't have to pay for the bicycle, you don't have to pay for the tubes, the tires, you know. Opposed to going from motorcycle, you don't have to pay for the gas if you're on a bike. You don't necessarily have to pay as much for, like, you know, tires if you're on a bicycle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. So, I'm definitely interested in a slower type of travel. Not necessarily going in, doing the tourist thing for two days, wanting to see everything like Americans always do, and then
1: leaving. That's, that's not limited to Americans.
0: Uh, trust me, I
1: would... Yes.
0: Talking around, though, it definitely seems like Americans are pretty bad about it, though. Yeah, for sure. And I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm a saint and I'd go in and i take time to taste the, the culture. No. I definitely have done the, the tourist thing, traveled like crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what my trip in Europe was like. Um, Italy and Greece. I didn't spend any time ever, like... Besides the big tourist points, so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, as far as our future plans go, we don't really have a ton of plans lined up, but we're planning on going to South Africa and doing a program through Oceans University. Uh, It's like a research-based school down there and... For, like,
1: wildlife,
0: uh, for
1: sharks and... Wildlife photography and wildlife research and videography and journalism. It's uh
0: It sounds really interesting sounds and interesting. <laughs> it's actually in both of our fields, which is really cool. We're both um research based in our going to the university right now, so it it'll definitely be fun and being from the west coast the ocean definitely calls. So
1: Yeah. From Colorado, not so much. It's yeah. fine. And I, think, I like my lawn, landlocked state, so.
0: And I think that's part of what drew us to it was the fact that they have programs for both, you know, people that don't like to go to the ocean and people that just want to swim in the ocean at all times. Yeah.
1: For sure. I think they have, like, a brush survival thing. And I don't know. It should be interesting. Mm-hmm. If anybody listening to the podcast has ever heard of it or done it or experienced Anything in South Africa, or has any tips? Let us know for sure because I'm not sure I know what to expect at
0: all. The little bit I've, the little information I know comes from um, actually my mom's boss is from South Africa originally, and they moved out here actually very recently. And uh, she sat down and talked with them a couple times about it, and apparently it's it's pretty dangerous, like in Cape Town, but
1: I think that depends on where you go in Cape Town.
0: Yeah. And how oblivious you are to everything around you just like always.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you're not cautious, I mean Europe can be like that too if you're not if you're not being careful then you can get pickpocketed anywhere in Europe.
0: Yeah, true. But as far as that goes, anywhere. Anywhere can be yeah. <laughs> dangerous, I guess. But we're planning on doing that, and then I definitely want to, you know, maybe a little later do like a six months or a year and move every month, you know, take a extended trip. But, you know, all along the way, providing you guys with helpful information and whatnot on our travels and how we're doing.
1: Yeah, and how it's taken a toll on us. Mm hmm. <laughs>
0: 'Cause Lord knows it will.
1: Yeah.
0: So we've covered the
1: But oh, we forgot to cover the um what what do you think is the most important important part of a relationship? Like what's the key part?
0: I definitely think trust for me. Because if I can't trust someone in a relationship, I I can't operate because I'll forever be thinking, Oh no, is she at a party? Well, she said she was a homeless sleep, but you know, may, maybe she's out partying or hanging out with some other guy you know? Yeah. That So for me, that's a very important part. If I can't trust you, then I wouldn't be able to, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What about you?
1: Um, I think that the key to relationships is probably communication, which, um, I'm not the best at, but I'm working on it. Um, I think that if you don't communicate, there's a lot of room for misunderstandings and a lot of room to assume what the other person is thinking or um, might have said, and then you add your own twist on it.
0: Um, so interpretation also goes, you know, hand in hand with communication as well. Being able to stop, okay, that wasn't the response I was looking for, or that wasn't the response I was expecting. Maybe she interpreted it wrong, and that's one of the things that I, has actually helped us. Yeah. For so. Sure. That question wasn't just random, so we've covered the learn and the abroad, and for the most part, the live part of our title, and the last part in that is love. So what we hope to bring you is some insight and some information on relationships and being able to find and deal with someone else, Um, so it's kind of a two-part site and podcast podcast.
1: Especially when you're traveling, because you're extremely vulnerable, and um, if you don't have somebody you can trust or you're not communicating, then traveling is going to be less of an enjoyable experience and more of a stressful one.
0: So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that's the whole reason people travel alone. Yeah, solo travel so huge because it's so difficult for people to live and deal with each other. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, if I traveled with my parents, I think I would go insane. <laughs> I think I'd lose my mind.
0: You know, there's a lot of people that are like that, where it's like, I wouldn't travel with you if you had a gun to my head. Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. But, so, we hope to bring you quite a bit of great content on that, and neither of us are, you know, qualified, per se. I mean, I didn't go to Princeton or Harvard or anything, and neither did Alicia. No. We're both in for research, but we, we're we making our relationship work, and, you know, I all through high school and college I'm I've taken a hobby to helping people with their relationships and I've had very good luck with it so if I can help you know a couple people then my then this will be a success on that half of the that half of the podcast so yep yep so if you guys have made it this far thank you for listening to our intro I'm sure it was boring maybe you enjoyed the stories um and if you made it this far then thank you I really appreciate it. So give us a like or drop us a comment. Tell us what we can do better. You know, this is our first one, so we're still getting all, all of our equipment set up. And the reason I say that is because we actually had a an equipment malfunction, the software crashed, and the microphone decided to pick up a funny hum halfway through. So we actually ended up having to record the second half of this. But that's what happens when you're a newbie.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or an experienced podcaster, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean,
1: that can happen to anybody. I just, it was our first podcast and it was kind of, it was kind of funny that it happened right off the bat. It was like halfway through this podcast, we were like, we stopped and then started recording again. And then it was like all the, all the machine stuff started to like break down and like freak out. I was like,
0: And from really? that statement, you can see who the machine stuff guy is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not me. That's for sure. You know, I don't know anything about technology.
0: So once again, guys, thank you for listening. Much appreciated. If you guys want to drop us a comment, let us know. You can leave it on our site, or if you want to email us, I'm Kodiak, K-O-D-I-A-K-S as in snake, and then bay, B-A-Y, at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear what you thought about the podcast, how terrible or awesome it was. Uh, Yeah, and if you guys want to recommend us, go ahead and recommend us, because all those likes on... On iTunes, is it going to do much if, you know, you don't recommend us to your friends and family? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they'll be more exciting later when we actually have, like, travel stuff and relationship stuff to talk about. So
0: So you guys have listened to the Learn, Live, Love Abroad podcast produced by Kodiak.
1: And Alicia.
0: And if you're going to travel, why not travel together? All right. Bye. Yeah.